Yeah, Caleb and I can share. How do we not open this podcast without saying nine F words? Live from Bruges. We took a film snobs trip all the way to Belgium. Hey, this is is, in the edit. Can you like bleep us? I can bleep at random moments (laughs) to make it sound worse than it is. Caleb, say something. Hey, Ethan, you son of a. Oh my God, that was extreme! <laughs> what? No, wow. come on, Caleb! Wow, oh, no. down. <laughs> what Caleb really God. said for all of you listening is that Ethan is a <laughs> and so you're so incredibly <laughs> kind. <laughs> you know, leave that whole thing on. <laughs> Uh, oh man, that's the uh, that's the art piece that I uh, that I talked about in a podcast. Yeah, um, it's so cool. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Describe it to me. Uh, it's a th- woven thread, uh, and it comes out through. Is the... it a rug? No, <laughs> looks like a, <laughs> looks like a f- piece of sh- man. Oh wow! All right, now you can use the real bleeps. Real yeah, I can bleed the f- out of that one, can't okay. you? Uh, Ethan, what all right, welcome <laughs> to the Film Snobs podcast. <laughs> Um, this week we started my two pick um, finale, a departure from the film snobs as it were, and I picked a movie called In Bruges. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's from 2008. It's a very, well, yeah, we'll get into it. Um, but first, <laughs> we'll start with uh, just initial thoughts. Eric, we'll start with you, and then we'll just kind of go around to Ricky, Jared, and then Caleb. Okay, um, well, I watched this a long time ago uh, for the first time. I thought it was hilarious. A um, lot of, lot of expletives in this in this movie, but I think they're Which all Which you don't like. No, I think they're all used pretty tastefully. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they're all about food. And then the second time I watched this, uh, I won't say where we were, but uh, Jared and Caleb... Uh, and I were at a, 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 the same event, and we decided, <laughs> you know what? Let's uh, let's get out of here. It's, <laughs> it's it's not fun anymore, and uh, let's go watch In Bruges. And so we went back to my place and watched In Bruges, and it was great. And I think that was like that's not where the film snobs began, but I think I, that's where I had the first thought that I was like, I think I should start cool. watching movies with these guys, and then. Ricky and Ethan came in the picture, and it was a done deal for sure. So, but this movie's great. I get it. You you can have the original snob specs. I didn't even know you. <laughs> you don't even go here, Ricky. That's true. The the originals are sticking around. It's the new guys <laughs> who are getting out of town. <laughs> I do remember that though. We're just like this party sucks. You want to go watch a movie? <laughs> It was like 3 p.m. It wasn't even like night yet. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I mean, this movie is incredible. Uh, I, I mean, it could be described as a lot of things, but I heard Jared uh, at the beginning of our viewing today describe it as a comedy, and I was like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense, actually. It is hilarious. <laughs> I mean, it 100% is a comedy. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I don't know if it's 100% a comedy, but. It wasn't always funny. <laughs> no, there's mostly funny moments in this anyway. I mean, right. But anyway, so yeah. Anyway, that's my uh that's my that's my take. Ricky. Ricky. This was your first oh, viewing. Yeah, I, uh, Hi Ricky. I would like to talk for myself. Can I? No. You you're not allowed to talk don't, for you. Don't do that. You have to talk for <laughs> don't me. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't be a little punk. <laughs> Fine, I am not talking. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, poor uh, baby. 
No, uh, yeah, so it was my first time watching uh, the movie. I just thought it was a comedy going into it, so I didn't really expect the... <laughs> wow, the, uh, sure. <laughs> the emotional, I guess, like, last act. So um, mm-hmm. that was a pleasant surprise. I, I'd say it definitely, like, grew on me over time in that respect. Uh, yeah, so I thought it was a kind of cool way to tell a story about guilt and the pain of that and sacrificial stuff and uh, I won't get into it because it's spoilers but yes yeah, <laughs> Jared hey, it's about my fifth time watching this I don't know why anyone would want to spend any time in Bruges it's this beautiful fairy tale city with a lot of dumb history and just old buildings and architecture and <laughs> bridges it's awful that's not my take that's Colin Farrell's take from the movie in Bruges where he stars as Ray I think in Bruges the movie is wonderful uh, it's super funny, super emotional. Martin McDonough, the writer-director of this, mm-hmm. dude's just got an interesting vibe. Mm. Uh, Three Billboards is also amazing. It's like what the dude's doing. He's got, I don't know if you guys know this. He's got another movie coming out this year called The Banshees of Inshirin or something like that, mm-hmm. and it's a reuniting of Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson. As no way! Awesome. So playing different characters, obviously. But yeah, I think it's a super fun time. And then it gets deep. And somehow Martin McDonough juggles those tones. And it's something that you could, I think people try to do in comedy and it falls flat often. Mm. Or they, and they, people try to mix comedy in with serious movies. And it's just like, oh, they're just trying to be funny. And this is just a really grounded... I think it's because it's the characters are so well-rounded, the comedy mm-hmm. and the grief can exist together. I think Colin does a really good job of mm-hmm. carrying that. Oh, like, yeah. I don't think... I can't even imagine who else would play Colin's role. Like, he did an incredible job. But yeah, the, probably so. the most underrated Colin Farrell performance because he's a genius in this. Ray Fine is out of control funny. And <laughs> Brendan Gleeson is as impeccable as ever. Right. What a great actor. Really so yeah, I love this best. movie best great uh yeah i watched this for the first time uh after that party that was (laughs) a little lackluster um to say the least but yeah i think that was like one of the first movies we all watched together um yeah yeah and this movie's just so funny it's so fun watching a group of people (laughs) just it's hilarious and then all of a sudden takes like a dark turn and you're like oh shoot <laughs> i feel weird laughing now um, right, right, right right and yeah it's very uh unapologetically funny <laughs> or like it, it pulls no punches it's like very offensive in some ways but i still find it really funny um <laughs> it's offensive in a lot of ways yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah and I, I was watching when we were probably got to the third act. I was like, man, this movie is paced super well. It all takes place in Bruges, but like it mm. goes from like set piece to set piece. And I think I don't know. It just like it works really well yeah. um, from going to like taking over the course of what three days. But um, yeah, I love this movie. I think it's great. Good time. Yeah, I really enjoy this movie. This is my maybe third viewing of this mm. movie. I watched it for the first time in 20... It was like 2015, 2014, I think. Because I, I used... To, and I, I was overseas because 
when I was out of the country, I would watch a lot of movies by going through through the iTunes 99 cent rental um, <laughs> selection. And I would just rent movies for really cheap, and this was one of them one week. <laughs> really? And Phenomenal. I was just like, this is... Uh, this is the movie that I enjoy the most. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't. <laughs> I mean, I've enjoyed other movies since, but at the time, I was like, "This is just ex- this is exactly what I kind of look for in a movie, and what I hope I um, find." You know, it's I, th- I love the you said it. I think the the tones, you know, of the the comedy. Hel- it's hilarious, but then it's like really like <laughs> intense and deep and difficult at times kind of in the same moment sometimes very he just moves very quickly mm-hmm. between that and that's kind of my that's why i like films like uh i think jojo rabbit is kind of like that yeah hunt for the wilder people is a little bit like that not yeah. so extreme um and that's why i like taika movies too because he kind of balances he does the sacred and profane um he does and Mario mcdonald is two three three billboards is is I thought about that one as well. Oh, really? But I thought this one's just funnier. Okay. Um, and I thought it'd be more fun um, if yeah, we watched it together. Because <laughs> yeah. this one, I don't know. There's a there's a glimmer of hope in this one. I would say barely. Whereas, <laughs> whereas, barely. I, I said glimmer. I didn't say it was right. like it's there. full. Barely. It was a glimmer. Versus <laughs> like some of his other stuff is just pretty hopeless. So it's not as for for me. Not as um, engaging. Oh, you don't have. Do you think there's hope in Three Billboards? No. Oh, see, I think the ending's hopeful. We'll have to get. We'll have to get to Interesting. that. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I think that after he interpreted and yeah, yeah. Multiple after you watch Three Billboards, right? Maybe yeah. I look. I look forward to hearing why this is your number. Your your first choice, first of two choices. I mean, for... it's in my top four of um, my letterbox profile. It is. Uh huh. It's oh. on there. Ethan's been an oh. Inbruge apologist since day one. Since you hear day that, everybody? One, you hear that, people. Belgians? All right, so you hear we, that, waffle lovers? <laughs> and he said it couldn't actually be his friend until I saw it. So I guess that means like tonight. I'm hey, now we're week. friends! Hey. Oh. Right before you both leave. Yeah, two weeks. <laughs> two weeks before we leave the country. Um, before you go Or I leave to. the country anyway. So, yeah, we, we kind of touched on it earlier, but the acting... Oh. In this film is phenomenal. I think so good. Colin Farrell just I think owns it. His mm-hmm. facial expressions. Are oh my yeah. god, his eyebrow work is insane. <laughs> like yeah. I don't know, I was like in enraptured by like his <laughs> eyebrows would just like just do everything. Like they were just like going up and down and like oh my god, right. yeah, he did an incredible job. He pulls off the like the pouty child who's on a vacation he doesn't want to be on. <laughs> right. Just like <laughs> shuffling his feet, kicking the table. Like. That shot of him in the boat where he's yeah. like wrapped up to the neck in his coat and he's just like yeah. <laughs> right. He's just frowning and, he's, and he pulls his shoulders like really in and yeah, he just looks like a child. Yeah. He just looks like a child. Yeah. Mm. Having a mood. Having a moody. I think. Uh, oh yeah, he's having a moody. Yeah. Don't have a moody. Which I hadn't heard that being used as like a like a like a verb. Yeah, it was either. a Harry Potter reference. <laughs> Jared had a moody. Whoa! Yeah, I got your degree. Yeah, Jared has a moody. <laughs> God, this is. Uh, Speaking of Colin Farrell, okay, so I was watching this movie this time, and trying to figure out how McDonough balances the uh, 
how he transitions out of the grief back into comedy since I, like, I knew it was going to get funny again mm-hmm. since I've seen it so many times. Yep. Mm-hmm. And here's my observation on Colin Farrell. The beginning of the movie, he's so freaking funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and he's yeah. always funny. He's always making funny jokes. His facial expressions <laughs> are out of control. Then there's a moment later, spoily, where he's crying about killing this kid to Brendan Gleeson. And mm-hmm. like, so he's crying about it. And then he makes a joke about Tottenham. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> And I'm like, why does this work? And I think it's because, one, Colin Farrell's a brilliant actor, but also because Martin McDonough, like, gr- like had a well-rounded, funny character by then. So him going into the comedy while he's grieving isn't out of character for him. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, that's probably why that's working. Because it's like, I'm believing that he would actually say that rather than this is a screenwriter trying to make a joke to lighten the mood. Yeah, mm-hmm. does it like break, like I think a lot of times it's like immersion breaking where it's like a joke because we needed a joke inserted where yeah, like as you said, I think that's just totally the character and he like chooses to uh, counteract his like negative emotions with that kind of humor and so. But Colin plays it perfect. It. Yeah. Yeah, you, you definitely feel like he's someone who's trying to to, to make sense of what has just happened. And he's so lost in it. And he's just like trying to find the levity and get away from the angst that he's feeling. And you just feel his performance. But it's, it's, so, but it's so interesting because it's like Gleason tells a story which you think is kind of, like, kind of light but also also kind of heavy. And, and, and you, you think it's like, you know, a pretty, a pretty serious story. And then Colin Farrell comes in and is just like, "You're st- I'm talking about killing a child. Like, your story doesn't mean anything. Like, right. why the heck did you tell that story? And it was just like, he uses... Yeah, why are you he, talking about a lollipop, man? A lollipop, man. <laughs> a lolly man. Yeah, right. It was just like, oh, that's so good. Because, like, that wasn't even, like, a funny moment. But Farrell, like, made it a funny moment by being selfish mm-hmm. and self-centered in his grief. And mm-hmm. I was just like, God, this is brilliant. <laughs> like, really good writing. Really, really. Yeah, Ethan, could you give just a brief recap of what this? Yeah, movie so this is? movie oh, is Caleb's a big recap guy. We expect I, all of you to have watched this, but Caleb it? likes the recap. No, no, I will. I just like feel no, like right. people it's listening helpful. aren't going to know the plot or anything that's happening. You're right. So we have a hitman, two hitmen, who are in Bruges, which is a, a town in Belgium, mm-hmm. and we're not quite sure why they're there, but we know something's off. Um, they're there for a time to wait for someone to call them. And then we learned that um, the younger of the two, it was his first job. He's supposed to kill a priest who I guess is um, maybe in some way abusing young boys in the church. And in the process of taking him out, he accidentally takes out a kid. So that's why they're sent to Bruges to wait kind of um, what their boss will do about the situation. Right. And um, as that's happening... He, they're in this town. The younger meets a, w- a woman, goes on a date. Things happen. He hits a Canadian. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. You remember when he hits a Canadian? Hits a Canadian in a There's restaurant. There's a little person who's filming a movie. Dwarf. A dream sequence. Yeah, Caleb. Uh, little person, right? <laughs> dwarf. Uh, he, pre- he prefers dwarf. In this movie, he prefers dwarf. Wow. Film, he does say that. He does say that. <laughs> wow. So Caleb, Caleb gets a... Shout out Martin McDonough for including a dwarf in each of his last... Or in, in Bruges and in Three Billboards, so... Oh, wow. oh, yeah, Peter Dinklage is in there. Yeah. So so then the last thing here is... So the boss calls and tells the older that he has to kill this younger guy. Um, doesn't go through with it. And so the last kind of big 
um, sequence is the, the boss coming to Bruce to finish the job and everyone kind of is involved and it's violent and <laughs> dramatic. Um, and yeah. I love how they all they tie all the characters kind of together. Yeah, they all make an appearance all that at the thread. end there. Yeah, everything everything kind of like has a has a meaning and a and, and a tightness to it. With like the guy not taking all of his coins for the for the um, tower visit, and so he like pockets all of his coins, and then he uses the coins at the end of the film. And um, there's so many like little tie-ins with with everything. Mm-hmm. And yeah, don't forget about the alcos, the nooks and crannies. <laughs> yes. The alcos. The alcos. Um, Remember the alcos. <laughs> I was is that the word? Yes, alcos. Is that the right word? I was listening to a, a video essay last week. Uh, this guy's kind of looking at scripts and what makes conflict really good or not good, and he talks about how conflict is essentially it works best when the characters' values are intention, and they're not just fighting about like some external thing, but their very beliefs and values are kind of at stake. Mm. This is why I think this movie works so well because mm. the characters each have their beliefs and values um, that the other every other character seems to be opposing in some way. Mm. Um, yeah, so I'd be curious what for maybe I think the tension between Brendan Gleeson's character and Ray Fine's character <laughs> is really fascinating. <laughs> so, what values do you think are kind of being opposed there? I was going to ask you about this okay. because <laughs> you grew up in a Catholic household uh-huh. um, and I'm trying to figure out if I'm supposed to read this movie as if like Ray Fine and Brendan Gleeson are representing two different ki- like kinds of Catholicism or if Brendan sure. Gleeson is representing like a breakaway, more Protestant grace. Sure. Uh, really, grace embracing viewpoint where Ray finds is the, um, yeah, lack of grace because yeah. justice at all costs. Anyways, I wondered if you had anything to say about that that would enlighten sure. me or not. Sure, I have some thoughts. Um, well, I kind of see, kind of Bruges, the city itself, and this is also what I like about in films whenever locations themselves have theme and purpose so there's you know they go and visit this cathedral and there's talk of purgatory and judgment and hell heaven and hell and so Bruges is essentially purgatory where mm-hmm. they're both being sent mm-hmm. so i think as a catholic i see that and i'm like oh yeah this is just the waiting period that in between mm-hmm. where something has happened and you're aware of it and you kind of have to see if you can make enough penance for it you have to see if if you're gonna you have to do your time there. Um, so in some way, I think I think Brendan Gleeson's character is even, I think, more Catholic. Oh, interesting. Finds because that's okay. in the pur- with the purgatory idea is like you do you do your t- business there. You feel sorry enough. You um, spend enough time there, then you're kind of good to go. You can get out of it, and it's fine. You don't have to actually. Um, okay. Do justice for those things. Yep. So I think he actually grasps the purgatory, but again, it's not it's not black and white that way. Because you also, like you said, there's this grace that he sees that this guy's not f- too far gone yet. You know, like this this shakes him really badly what he's done. Yeah. And that is like I think in Brent in 
what's what's the, what's the character's name? Ken. Ken. In Ken's mind, like this guy has capacity. He says <laughs> it. This guy has capacity to change. So I think that's kind of the one one of his values is people can change versus I think Ray Fine's value of the we have to keep the law or we have to have honor. Yep. So that's where I yeah. think it is. I think both are expressions of of Catholicism, but I think um, Ken it may, seems to me a little bit more Catholic because he kind of believes that the purgatory idea is like a space where um, what's the other guy's name? Ray can change. Yeah. And that's kind of the whole idea behind purgatory is even if you did the most terrible, horrendous things, if you just stay in purgatory long enough, do your penance. Yep. Yeah. Punch a guy, a Canadian. Yeah, punch a Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm curious why you thought that, Jared, like wh- wh- how you drew those kinds of connections with this film because when you started talking about Catholicism I was like where did that come from I mean the painting with the heaven hell purgatory mm-hmm. that they discussed for a little bit I mean I know the director's got that background mm-hmm. um, obviously all the cathedrals kind of have a, a lot of his films have a yeah commentary of some sort I think all his films have some sort of Catholic bent and I'm I wrestle with whether Martin McDonough leans slightly Protestant Catholic rather than um, sacred institutional Catholic, from what I can tell. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I'm trying to mix the two, but yeah, he just, and I don't know, that's the end, right? It looks up into white. It's obviously a man dealing with guilt. Catholic guilt's a stereotype for a reason. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, he has a very interesting view on repentance. And I do think that you're right. I think the the competing values between Ken and uh, what's Ray Fine's character? Is it uh, Peter? Ken and Peter. Walter? I think his last name is like Waters or something. Yeah. I think it's Pete. Because it is Henry. like there's no grace. Ray Fine's character has no grace no, anywhere. Henry. Henry. He's no grace. He's like, you killed a kid, you have to die. Like, right. even if you're repentant, even if you feel bad, even if it was an accident, doesn't matter. You have to die, which I get, but... Harry. His name's Harry. <laughs> we got there. <laughs> there's got no there. forgiveness. And he takes it to the extreme because, spoiler alert, he kills himself when he thinks he killed a kid, right. even though he killed a yeah. dwarf. I mean, he practiced what he preached, basically. Yeah, I love I love that guy, man. He's so funny. But yeah, I think it's... I don't know. That's how I view this film. Did anyone else view similar things with that? Yeah, I would, uh, again, like to his point, I think with them going to the cathedral, the paintings, like the guilt, I think all that just kind of pointed it towards like some sort of purgatory or hell even as he was quoted at the end of just kind of sitting in your own guilt and looking for some sort of, I guess, forgiveness ultimately. Which is, and I wonder whether Martin McDonough disregards purgatory altogether because Colin Farrell's character at the end, he's like, I realized Bruges was hell right. rather than purgatory. So I don't know if that's McDonough saying purgatory is not a thing and sure. it is a heaven or hell thing, or if that's just Colin Farrell's character right. trying to, well, f- trying to figure it out. Right. I mean, couldn't you argue too that like just sitting in one's guilt eternally, maybe in this case too, is like a, a version of hell. Right. Too. Yeah, if he never left. 
But also, like, in the very last shot, right? Or very last little sequence, there's, like, uh, the mouse, uh, and there's a guy in the cloak. That was my thought. Oh, yeah. Go then. No, no, you no, got no. it. You got I, it. Well, I don't know if I had a complete thought. Go with was, mouse cloak. I was about to say, hey, did you notice yeah. uh, that in that last scene, a lot of similar characters from the paintings yeah. were showing up in the, uh, in the play, and... Um, so they're yeah. holding guns. <laughs> Except for that gun. And they're saying, get out of here, kid. <laughs> Except for that girl selling cocaine. <laughs> that was weird. Uh, but yeah, no, that yeah. was that was my thought. The, the, uh, the Bosch painting or Bosch? Or the, the last one that they looked yeah, at. Yeah, that Chris the, Bosch painting. Yeah, the final day on Earth or whatever it was. Um, and then and then my, my only other thought on that is that um, uh, Gleason... That definitely used some interesting language right before he was about to be killed. Uh-huh. Yeah. And when he was just like, I'm I'm indebted to you. And and I'm and I'm and I'm totally okay with whatever you're about to do because you've done so much for me. And it almost looked it, it almost sounded very kind of like a conversation with God in a way, which is interesting. And then he rejected that though. He because re- once he was gonna go kill Ray, he was like, uh, never mind, I'm gonna try to kill you now. Uh, I think he was trying to stop him from yeah. killing. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. So, yeah, just inter- interesting, interesting. And then did God, you? And then did you realize what? Um, oh, we'll get to it later. Okay. Killed. I think you guys said it the best. <laughs> I, I I have no other thoughts really. Um, I I do like the thought that yeah, there's just competing values, and it's like. Yeah, you got the two people, Ken and Harry, who want to have an outcome for um, Ray, mm-hmm. and so that's kind of the the two pulling forces. Um, and I, I like the thought that Bruges is like, yeah, this purgatory where it's just waiting for the outcome. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think those are cool themes, and it's that's a cool way to structure a, a movie. I think that's great. Good on on old Marty. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, are you too close or? Yeah. Weird. I feel like Caleb has some <laughs> mannerisms that like Colin Farrell has in this movie. Like like his crossed arms. Because I'm always Cause he's swearing and calling people elephants. You're a bunch of fucking elephants. Oh my gosh, that's <laughs> amazing. That joke's callback might have been like the best. Heart attack on the stairs. Sorry, there was an American who had a heart attack on the stairs. And now it's closed. <laughs> so, I forgot about that moment until I saw the clock tower or the, yeah, the tower. And I was like, oh man, I love this so much. Uh, and I love, I love that uh, in that scene in particular, uh, Colin Farrell's trying to get away from the guy attacking him, and he's just getting away by shifting. He's not even running. <laughs> <laughs> he's just shifting around because the guy's so large. Right. He so can't good. even run. It's just it's it's so terrible. Do you think there's an, uh, an American there's know, some commentary? American. Yeah. He, oh, yeah. The, 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 the heavier set people were American, and then the the dwarf when they thought kept he was saying American, the dwarf was, kept saying I'm American don't hold it against, don't me. Hold it against me and then yeah. I think we were meant to assume that the people that he beat up in the restaurant were American and then you find out they're Canadian and it's kind of like, <laughs> right. oh. like oh right. weird oh, I thought the, I thought the rude asshole was even though he wasn't really an <laughs> right uh, but I thought this rude guy was American I mean, right he was, he was, 100% he was definitely well, rude. yeah but 
I would have been annoyed Canadians too. Canadians can be rude. Yeah, I I've know. Plenty. But I think <laughs> we were meant to. Assu- I think we were meant to be like, oh, that guy's probably working. The first time I was ever in Canada, I was on a. I was boarding a plane in like Vancouver, and the very first Canadian that gets on just screams at some old lady. He's like, "Get the f- out of the way!" Like, oh my god! Like, oh, I guess that's ah uh, <laughs> stereotype cool. shattered. Cool. Yeah. Yep. So, but, but still, the way the way like yes, he was like cursing at Colin Farrell and he was like saying some things he probably shouldn't have been saying but he just had this kind of like air about him that was just like come on man don't blow smoke in my face like seriously he was sitting in the he smoking had, he had section genuineness at, at okay, some stage but he was in that. the smoking area yeah. I know I yeah, know you just lost all of your credibility yeah right, for right. sure <laughs> I don't know if I was sitting in a smoking area and someone blew smoke directly at my face though I'd be like I don't know. You'd love it, dude. I yeah, you love you it. Go yeah, like, you go like what this. What are you talking about? You would, like, you would inhale out. that so give fast. Give it to me. Give it to me. Can I have an extra straw, please? Just oh, give me some right into my lungs. Just, oh. Hit me with that smoke. Reminds me of the fair, honestly. I love second Honestly, smoke. when... when the, the world's... Uh, something else I think crush. this film um, kind of, sh- I think, shows... Maybe there's a progression... Is and and this is my maybe my I want to say it's my beef with the film, but it's not my favorite <laughs> part of the film. Is how gruesome some of the violence is. Oof, yeah. It's like yeah, like you know, kind of kind of that first huge tone shift. I think whenever we see the flashback of what he did, yeah, and we see kind of the bullet through the kid's skull and. I mean, not, it's yeah. Just, there's yeah. Like and, there's a there's it was just like I was like oh wow that's a lot. A lot of heavy loaded squibs in this movie. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It might seem a little over the top, but I don't feel like it ever like it always feels really sober when it happens though, like the violence. Talk about that. What do you What do you mean? Like it's, it's no drunks. <laughs> like it happens <laughs> on like silence and like is just kind of like right more shocking than it is like this is cool yeah even when gleason well has his tower scene like yeah there was music and then it stops and then he and then he falls like yeah there's like there seems to be like silence connected to it and, and it so. doesn't it is very gruesome it doesn't linger on it but it's still there mm. and i think there's something weird about like seeing a dead kid you don't usually see that no mm-hmm. in, except in like the house that jack built and then maybe that's it that I've seen. No, it's like a it's like a rule, dude. You don't yeah. kill kids, dude. Right? Um, yeah, really? No, I, like I very don't, few. I don't think that's that's a film rule. Uh, I, I don't no, think it's a film rule, but film rule. But I would say I don't see many 90, dead children. in Ninety-four percent of movies. There's a lot of follow that rule. Kids I think in movies. Not like, not kids, like, like kids. Okay, not, we can agree. We can agree that there are plenty of dead kids, kids in movies. Killed? Like, I got. I'm gonna argue in Martin's favor on this, and I'm normally the anti-violence guy okay. because I think what he's doing is referencing the good old Catholic art. Mm. It's like the same thing. He, we, we're we're staring at a painting that's well loved of a man being his skin being flayed off. Mm. Mm. Um. That's brutal. So he's just kind of like, I'm just following in my forebears when I show this violence. It's not just um, a new movie thing. Right. But you're right. I think it's a little gruesome. But but I don't think think, it's awful. But I think, yeah, I think that's because in any Catholic church you go to, kind of in the front, there's going to be 
like Christ on a cross. Potentially with, with some blood. No, for sure. Yeah. Like it's not just, you know, most churches that aren't Catholic to have a, maybe a cross at, at, at the altar, but not like the actual depiction of him literally hanging dead up there. Right, right. And that's in every, any Catholic church you go to. So I think, yeah, it's definitely part of the... So what do you think? Because I feel like you got... You have a, uh, Ray, who's kind of at the beginning of his journey as a hitman. <laughs> and then right. Ken and um, Harry, <laughs> who've kind of been on that path. So, like, what do you think? Because I feel like he's he is saying a lot about if you choose violence, like, what happens to you. Mm. Mm. Yeah, so what are your guys' thoughts on that? On what? What's the question? Like, what... In choosing violence, what happens to a person? Or what can happen to a person? Well, Ethan, that's a loaded question. Um, let me answer that. <laughs> Caleb, Caleb, you don't, you don't Caleb, have you to. Don't have no, 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 no. Let me just, let me just, you can just give that. Off, no. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have a fully formed thought yet. Oh, I do. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's obviously something to be said for... Um, Ken's evaluation of Harry and Ray and the difference between them, which is that Harry is so far gone that he can't change and Ray still can change. Mm. And as far as Ken, what he thinks of himself. He's the most compelling to me. In I that. don't know. Cause he's the most like, like it's, it's clear that he's chosen to be a hitman. Yeah. But he also seems like not as, um, in it kind of far gone as harry is no 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 but there is a coldness to the to his kind of the way that he thinks about violence. yeah he's getting ready to kill ray yeah so it's just like he's the most fascinating character <laughs> but almost in and, an and, obligated and, way i feel because like i feel like he's obligated and owed like we don't get to see it we don't get to know why but Gleason's character, like for some reason, he's in this game and he's doing what he has to do for this for the for for Harry. Mm. He said, "Yeah, he's like and I he, truly love you." He's like, like I don't know. Let's paint the picture. Like Harry saved Gleason's life or uh, Ken's Wait, life. Wait, it sounds like you know what I mean. Like, and he's indebted I mean, to him, and like he's paying this debt back by being his man. Basically, they pointed know? towards. He said the story about his wife. If that. Yeah, oh, that's true. true. So yeah. then I would, oh, I, I guess, inferred that it was like that's what got him into that the game was like, oh, like and then and then the person that killed his wife, and, which and it then, was then, Harry, probably. Yeah, probably and then Ray, guess, and then Ray you know? said something about Harry, and then he goes like, like that. So I think that was to infer that Harry killed the guy that oh killed his wife. I think that's what that meant. I, I didn't catch that in the first two viewings actually, because when they're talking about it. Uh, Colin Farrell says something about Harry and then goes like, like, you know, oh, like, yeah, yeah, acts, yeah. like, and I think he was talking about like, because, because the question before that was asked, like, well, did they catch the guy? And then Colin Farrell, like, says, oh, did he say Harry right yeah, after that? Yeah, he did. Yeah. I didn't catch that. And that's yeah. just coming back. Okay. So that makes a lot more sense. They actually did kind of explain it without actually saying it. But I think we, I, I do think the movie gives us an answer to Ken though. Okay. Because in the end, he does try to stop Harry, who he is indebted to, but he sees doing wrong by trying to take out Ray, who he believes can change, and stopping him. Chooses, right. chooses good. He, he chooses he, Ray. 
Yeah, he's so he does have the capacity to change because he actually does change mm-hmm. because he sacrifices himself in order to save Ray. Mm-hmm. And he tells which, Harry, "You have the capacity to change for yeah. the worse." Which you could say, like the other direction. Yeah, which so. you could say, like he had a suicide wish because he was a hitman and he felt guilty, but he there didn't. Was, was he didn't do it until there was a reason to do it yeah, at the same it was time. Meaningful. It wasn't just taking the easy way out, I guess, and for his guilt. Right. Also, side note, um, Martin McDonough, make sure we pay attention to words. That's that alcoves, nook and crannies. It's like, <laughs> this is the word. So he's like, he's like, pay attention to what my words are. I find it really interesting, and I could be reading a lot into this, that when Colin Farrell finds Ken uh, dead, he says, Ken, Jesus. Like, as a reaction, mm-hmm. Jesus, but I'm wondering if he's also like, Jesus, mm-hmm. save me. That seemed at least writing-wise that like was thrown in there. I don't know if it was... I think it was intentional that he... Like, exactly. writing intentional, but you think yeah. Colin Farrell said that intentionally? No, I think Martin McDonough wrote it, but he yeah. he wrote it with that double meaning in mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's so interesting. much, yeah. That is interesting, because Brendan, before he even, you know, jumped to, you know, his death, was, like, knew that Harry needed payment for, you know what ray did and so ray went free and so he's like i'll take that payment Hmm. he drops the coins i'm paying it right now whoa i'm gonna i'm gonna gonna pay for your life right now silver taking this ransom i'm just kidding um by the way one of the shots that lives in my head is um is shot to the head is ken's uh (laughs) body on the ground because it is actually they don't entirely show it when he hits they show a lot of blood um, but it's kind of far off it's from it's from uh, ray's perspective at from the chair but then when ray goes up to him there's like like the Im- it's grew it's really gruesome like the impact of his of him falling from that height like his arm has been severed and it's like just apart from his body and there's blood everywhere and in, and there's like <laughs> There's shot. There's like a there's like a close up of uh, of Ken's face uh, because he's talking, but there's also like brain matter or something right in front of him, like right, right in front of his face. And I'm just like, whoa, man! There, there's like some detail in this suicide that I just <laughs> didn't really need. But ah, oh, man, it's yeah. I I always think of like his arm, like just like over there, yeah, just like apart from him, and I'm just like. God, most people just fall in a suicide. Like when they're showing it, they'll hit. There might be some blood, but it's. I think that's one of the most gruesome uh, falls that has been on film, in my opinion, um, that I've seen. That was like pretty, ugh, pretty that was gnarly. That was gnarly. Pretty gnarly. That was rough. Um, I think my my favorite moment, um, kind of that made me really feel like, man, violence really is never kind of the answer. Is whenever he. He he doesn't because uh, Ray tries to kill himself, right? He's about to. Ken walks up because he was going to shoot him because that was the order. <laughs> he stops both, but then he had, Ray has this breakdown of like I killed the kid, like, like I deserve this. Yeah. And then you know Ken kind of embraces him and tells him like, but think of all the other like the other kids you saved. Save another kid. Uh, because you know this priest, it's kind of implied that he was kind of. A sicko maybe yeah 
but how that doesn't even console um, Ray really, and like it shouldn't. At least that's kind of I interpret that was like, man, this is. He's like, what am I supposed to do? Be a like, doctor? even though this is like, <laughs> like, did that guy deserve to die? The, the priest, sure, on some level, sure, but to actually take that into your own hands is, it doesn't seem worth it. When we when we look at Ray, so I I really appreciated that. Yeah. Well, I was thinking like Harry looks like the worst version of trying to like take your own justice and right. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I loved it. how. Oh, sorry. No, okay. I had a separate question from yeah. before. So you, uh, you well, no, going. my I, my thought was just going to be on Brendan uh, when he's consoling Ray, but just Brendan uh, Ken's in, in general was just so fatherly in like a weird yeah. way. Yeah, like yeah. when he's getting ready for the date, and you get these <laughs> shots of Ken kind of like looking at him and like smirking, like looking yeah. at his son going on his first date. Kind <laughs> right, of right. Like, and he's just sitting there reading. Yeah, kind of like good, a, good, yeah, yeah, steals a look of like looks up from his book. <laughs> watches him get ready and is kind of like I don't know smirk. I just I liked his compassion and love for Ray it was, it was very fatherly mm-hmm. so I, yeah that moment yeah. when they're out on the playground and he's consoling him I think that's just a really good moment even though he was just about to kill him <laughs> and, and uh, maybe it was almost like a mercy kill of like putting him out of his misery knowing that he's I don't know I don't know if that goes along with the theme, but mm. that was a thought that just came to me. Mm. Interesting. Ricky, did you have a question? Oh, I was just back to the like sacrificial death thing. I just found it interesting that in the end, it still kind of sort of didn't help his character at all. Like, Oh, disagree. Okay. Oh, yeah. No, so, no, yeah, I, so I guess I'd just be wondering because, like, it seems like he... That it didn't help Ray's like character? Like, yeah. on the surface, yeah, he was trying you... to give him the gun, right? No, 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 no. I, I, I mean that he ultimately still got shot to death, uh, presumably death in the end. I guess there's some opening there. Would you say that he found, mm. uh, like, a higher, or, like, forgiveness in that ending then, Jared, or what? I think the pan up to white does that okay i don't think it's an accident that he ends on a pan up to white when if it is purgatory then the pan down would be held and the pan up would be you you mm-hmm. have sure in catholicism at least achieved your salvation well i think it's i, I think that could represent hope because that's pretty yeah. much the end of what he says is that he hopes he doesn't die right he, he doesn't, doesn't die, die in bruges yeah yeah but yeah, I think hopes. I'm. I think I'm with Jared there. I think that's where I feel like it is, albeit a small glimmer. It is, a, I think, for me, a glimmer of hope there, at the end, and and almost like, in some ways, I think that last sequence with Ray serves the, the in I think in the Catholic mind the purgatory purpose, like he, he met the same fate that he, kind of gave to this kid, but through it realizes I don't want to die actually. I want to live. So the pan up is like, he's been here. He paid, he paid the cost, did the penance. And I think, um, Ken's death, I think was the spark that for Ray. Okay. Sure. That, that thinking of like, I don't want this. I actually want to live mm. because of what he just, even though it didn't give me the, like the gun to, to kill Harry, it showed me, like the kind of person I want to be. Mm-hmm. So that's where I think it okay. was. Sure. I guess I just more took it of like, 
in theory that's like a sacrificial maybe like more in the spiritual sense right and but i guess i was mm-hmm. more questioning whether he actually got to that point in the end so but right. i guess what you guys say makes sense yeah i think he lived okay i hope he lived that's kind of where i kind of land i hope i think i know i know it I know, I asked Colin. Colin called me up the other day, and I was like, yo, Colin, you know the end of In Bruges? Did you live? And he's like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I lived. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, I didn't die in that. Oh, yeah. That was a real he's like, if I died, I would... that you had. Yeah, it was Colin Farrell. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, Colin Farrell. We, we could call him up right yeah. now. And nah, see. we're not calling him. Call, we're Colin he's Farrell. He's in Ireland. It's middle of the night. Like, Colin Farrell. Yeah. Uh, he's in Dublin. That's funny. That's funny. I'm curious what... Oh, go ahead, Caleb. Oh, no. Go into your next question. I was just going to say a random thought. Go for it. I was going to say I like the pregnant lady. That was it. Oh, Marie. Oh, yeah. I, th- cool. I thought she was great. What did you say? I said, cool, dude. Cool, dude. <laughs> did you guys notice one of the brothers from Summer Hours in this? I didn't see Summer Hours. No. The eye patch guy. He was the brother that was going to China. Oh, nice. Really? Yeah. That's, That's fun. Funny. I, I like that. that. Wow, I like that. Totally right. I like that a lot. That's funny. I like that. That's good. What What but is we alluded a little bit to this with the American bit, but what What to you is maybe the funniest moment for you? <laughs> I just want to apologize to Caleb. I didn't mean to be. <laughs> That's okay. I felt it's okay. I, I actually agree with you. So I forgive you. Thanks. Um, will you will you <coughs> jump off a, bu- a building for me though? Right yeah. Now? Cool. Uh, I like oh uh, my fun. My funniest moment was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what it is. When he karate chops the dwarf. <laughs> He's like, you don't know karate. Back off, shoulders. Bop. Because then the little guy's like. You don't know karate? Yeah. <laughs> and he oh. just karate chops him in the neck. But it's the same shot. They don't pan away from him. They're just, the hand comes down on yeah. his neck. And he's just, ah! <laughs> it's the greatest. Karate's a theme in this movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, the karate chop's hilarious. That's a, that's a really funny one. Um, I think I've already said my, my funniest moment, uh, was definitely with the Americans, um, but uh, a slow burner for me this this next round was uh, uh, Ray's. God, it's so gr- just Ray's suicide note. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like Ken just comes back and there's this note on the table that says. Hey, I did it in the park so she wouldn't have to clean it up. <laughs> Which is so it's dark. Like, oh, God. It's also so kind. Yeah, it's like yeah, dark it's, and thoughtful. It's, it's, it's oddly thoughtful. <laughs> uh, it's just so... Oh, it's very macabre. I love it. Oh. Yeah. Mm. For those of you who haven't seen the movie, so the American <laughs> bit, so they, they, they're trying to go... He, he, they just go up to this tower. They come back down. These Americans who are big, um, like really Very big, big, yeah, yeah, um, come up to him and ask him about it, and he's like, "It's not worth it. You're not getting up there anyway." And they're like, "What do you? What are you trying to say? Like, what's well, very narrow?" He's like, "What do you mean? What?" You, and then he's like, "Well, you, <laughs> but how does he say it? What are you? You're you're you, a bunch you, of fucking elephants or something, yeah, like, something that. like that." So then the guy pre- tries to chase him to hit him for what he said, and he can't because he's fat and slow. And <laughs> so then it doesn't. It never. It's kind of. It's really funny, 
later towards the end of the film when uh, Ken and Harry are going to go do their business in the tower, the guard is there saying it's closed because someone got up there and had a heart attack. And oh, some Americans went up, they said. Did they say Americans? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they did. So then it's just like an amazing payoff of a joke where... <laughs> It's like, and then he's like, someone has a heart attack, we shut it down. So his tower closed. <laughs> it is, oh, it's brilliant. Ricky, you sighed. Is, uh, is that not a good a joke? Or, uh, I didn't sigh. <laughs> when he was telling that, I just saw you like, <sighs> Ricky, is not funny. <laughs> Ricky doesn't That's like jokes about Americans. Thinking. I don't know. I don't know. Ricky's not Earlier, funny. I said that was my, my favorite joke. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's your second favorite? Not telling. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll tell two since Ricky's not giving one. <laughs> I mean, obviously, Rick Fine yelling about his wife being an inanimate object. Oh, <laughs> it's so funny. You're an inanimate. <laughs> what is this? Inanimate effing object. Yeah. Harry, it's an inanimate object. Yeah, when he's smashing the phone. <laughs> Ray Fine is so funny. He's such a good actor. He's good in this. He's and then, I mean, I've referred to it twice, Alcos. Alcos. You know this word, Alcos? The guy's like <laughs> says it like so quiet yeah. and like so like confident that like it's a good question to ask. <laughs> and then when he's like like nooks and crannies and guy's like, ah, oh, yes, nooks and crannies. This is a bit that yes. It's like what? <laughs> he's like so happy that he's like, oh yeah, nooks and crannies. That's a great way of that's another great way of saying Alcos. And it pays off at the showdown where they're like, the, the Alcos. He's like, oh, he talked to you about the Alcos too? He talked to right. me about the Alcos. What right. the hell's with that guy? He does yoga. <laughs> he does yoga. <laughs> and just every f- face Colin Farrell. Oh, actually, I take it back. I know my point is. When Colin Farrell waves at the dwarf. <laughs> Oh, I was thinking he the same thing. He sees him walking, and he I just gets thinking. so happy. He like is barely talking to this guy. And he just like, hey, <laughs> he just waves at him from a bench across the courtyard, and then he but does. But then he gets so he sad. gets so oh. sad when he doesn't wave back. And, and and that was like a that was like a, a kind of a peer into his his kind of like innocence. Like Kyle Farrell was definitely a child. Yeah. Like mm. definitely some child motifs going on here, but like. Colin Farrell's character was was very childlike and childish, um, and in that moment, it was just like he didn't wave at me. It's now I'm really p- depressed. It's so pure. Exa- that's I love exactly when he, what I was yeah, trying to say. It was, yeah, it was a very, very pure, pure moment. Very and I love pure. when he confronts the dwarf later. He's like, "Why didn't you wave hello to me today when I waved hello to you today?" Just like, so simple. So, just so simple. Yeah, yeah, right. I waved hello to you today. You didn't wave back to me. Yeah, I was on drugs. <laughs> he pokes huh? him in the yeah, head. Right. Pokes him in the head. <laughs> I think I also have. Uh, one of a one of the moments with the dwarf, I laughed really hard, and then so the so I don't know why it got me, but whenever <laughs> Ken meets him at the bar and they're talking, and yeah, he's like, well, I'm gonna go, you know, do his thing with the prostitute now, and he he gets him two beers and he like <laughs> reaches for them and he can barely reach them, but he gets them. It just Ethan. it got me. <laughs> it got me. I don't know why. Can and then, we, and then the other thing that. that really got me. That I thought was so funny was uh, whenever <laughs> Harry calls Ken the first time or the second time when he actually gets him on the phone and doesn't write the message and he just cannot believe that Ray doesn't love Bruce. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, and that's great. Going off about why it's amazing. Insulted. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How is it no one's fucking thing? You know, it's, it's, 
fairy tales and everything else. And, yeah. oh, I just, I think that's so funny. <laughs> and then it's Brendan so Gleams, like funny. he said, it's like he's in a dream. Yeah, just lying. Yeah, yeah he's just lying to Back him. to the dwarf thing. Um, oh, okay. All right. Colin Farrell's like pure joy at him just being a dwarf, I think is actually kind of refreshing. I don't think mm. it's supposed to be condescending. Mm. I think it's just like almost celebratory. Am I wrong? I'm like, well, I think, I think he's just like, this person's different and cool. He's not like looking down on him. He's just like, you're unique. And I'm actually really like, I don't think it comes off as condescending. Yeah. I don't think so. I don't think so either. Because Mm -hmm. he, because he's such a child, you know, it it does feel like childlike wonderment almost Mm -hmm. like, like a little, like an actual little kid, you know, seeing something spectacular. And it's like that kind of like, that's yeah. what he's giving off. And they also they develop a, an actual relationship over the course yeah. of the movie. Mm-hmm. So even at the end, whenever Ray and and uh, Chloe are kind of laughing at him for the way he's dressed, it's okay because in the same kind of conversation later, he's actually sitting there with them engaged, like, hey, you guys should come check out this thing we're doing. It's actually going to be really good. Mm-hmm. So there, I feel like there's... With any friend, you would do that. Yeah. If, you, if they're wearing something silly, you're going to laugh at them. Oh, yeah. But you're also going to cheer them on and you're going to welcome them into that that kind of that scenario, that conversation. So I just, yeah, I thought it was so, so just a the kind of, that was really the heart and kindness of the movie, I think, was how the, he treated Jimmy, I think was his name. Like it starts with like acknowledging the difference by saying he's a dwarf because that's the right. external that you see. But then it's like, yeah, then it's just like, I'm making this movie or I'm wearing a funny outfit. So, but that difference is there initially and it's okay to recognize it guys it's yeah. okay it's okay to say it yeah. it's okay big people are different eric's a ginger and so is ricky <laughs> shut up i'm not i'm but i'm going bald though that's true jared is going bald Vic, what no. i want i want to hear ricky's fa- uh, funniest moment he hasn't said it yet i, I already did i thought you said i thought the americans wait oh. was the american oh, okay <laughs> Listen. No, that is Listen. Um, are we? Are we? Are we? Uh, just chalking the very problematic stuff in this movie to be just because of the year that it came out and. No, I think it's. I think it's in purgatory. It's in character. If these people are in purgatory some... slash hell, whatever you want it to be, with yeah. uh, Colin Farrell's character, then they're not going to be the best people right. in the world. They're, they're going to be rough. See at all? Yeah. Yeah, because there's a lot of there's a lot of slurs thrown around there's a lot of um inter- very inappropriate jokes there's a lot of um words that you can't really get away with saying as much anymore and that's why sure. i was kind of thinking is it the time that it came out well, like but, i i don't remember many like he says retarded slurs. a lot whoa he says retarded a lot he says oh i've got my friend's gay beer here and uh, right. and just just like stuff like that, where it's just like it's it, he's not a very PC person, and maybe that's maybe that's well, his things have changed a lot in the last fourteen years. <laughs> that's what I, they have. That's the point I was trying to make. Was like, is this about the time that it came out, which was uh, two thousand six or two thousand eight? I think two thousand eight. Two thousand eight. Two thousand eight. Okay, I don't know, but and th- there was more stuff than that. Like um, I don't know, Colin Farrell told a couple of jokes that weren't. Very tasteful. <laughs> sure, right. So I don't know. Yeah, was, he did. There was just there was just a, a plethora of that kind of stuff where it was just like, and then uh, Ken, 
Well, that's Martin McDonough too, though. Like, Ken talks yeah, to Harry. movies are all like because yeah. three three they're bill- pushing the envelope. Three like. billboards pushed the envelope, but that was very accepted by and that was twenty what PC 16? police quote that was unquote 2015, 16, somewhere in there. Yeah. 20, Did they get away with that? Sixteen, maybe seventeen. For it was yeah. twenty seventeen. I'm pretty sure. Or eighteen. Maybe it was 20, it was, Whoa. I was de- it I was, came out it yesterday. Was, I was it, definitely watching the it, Oscars in the DR though whenever she won Best Actress. So that would have been Oh no, you're thinking of when she won for Fargo. Ninety five. Nope, was I was four. <laughs> when you were in the Maybe DR. I was three, actually. Uh um, it was seventeen. Twenty seventeen. Oh, Ricky! Ricky was yeah. trying to uh, say that. Did thank no you. One, no one's been letting Ricky talk this entire. Hey, Ricky, you want to so. say something? No. Well, I think <laughs> I think the reason people still complain about it in in films is be, or TV shows is because they're not well written enough for yeah. it. Because I feel like in in, the, in movies like this and Three Billboards, those things aren't the point. And, and and I think in other stuff, though that kind of language feels like an exploitation of those words and those people and those whatever they're the joke is. The joke is what they're saying versus here the joke isn't that specifically. Right. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. I yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I mean it's still at this point it's like, ooh wow, like yeah, that was that would never fly now. Right. But I think it's it's okay in the film because it's not the point. And I guess if you almost take it from the perspective that like Ray's the character of Ray is like and that and that's how I choose to view it is like a child then he's going to be I mean like kids say really stupid well, stuff and I know, stuff they're right. super inappropriate. I know adults who say these things. Right. So of it's course, like of course I'm not so saying like, they don't. If I'm, it's a character just I don't know. That's a discussion, but it's like do you remove all things that are offensive to some people that people say because someone watching may find it offensive or do you say the character in this movie is an offensive person and they should be portrayed in art too i think the latter is totally fine yeah me too i think more of the argument would be is it playing those offensive jokes for laughs right yeah. versus yeah versus in my mind like this is who that character is right that the, whenever he right. says those terrible <laughs> things that's not the joke no no arguably he only says he he's only trying to get a rise twice really where he tells like two jokes that are not amazing but um but yeah i don't know yeah mm. all right guys good good stuff <laughs> this has been great this is fun i'm really glad that we watched this movie i'm glad that we watched it together yeah, yeah. great pick Eve. yeah dude when this comes out we will have already been to Kimball's. So. Yeah, Kimball's. That was fun, right? Let's pretend like we already Kimball's went Kimball's was a lot that of was fun. awesome. That was super cool, guys. Man, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, guys. Ooh, before yeah, I forget, I'm really I'm so s- I broke my arm. <laughs> Wait, yeah, yeah I didn't, you fell off the stage, Ricky, I was I didn't shocked. think, well, I know there's been a lot of debate out there of whether Ricky fell or I was in some way involved. <laughs> We're making it canon. Ricky has to break his arm. And... <laughs> I want to say that I, though there was contact made, it was completely unintentional. Oh, you pushed him. Oh, I knew it. And that's all I have to say on the matter for now. He's probably upset because I dismantled his slander against me in his video <laughs> episode about me. Um, so anyway, Bond hope, of the Week. We, we thank you. Well, do we, we know what? Do we know what you're yeah. watching next week? First, we do. What is it? I know. Do you want to spoil or not? 
I don't mind saying it. Well, okay. Let's, let's say it after the bond of the week. Okay. Yeah, bond that's... of the week. Who are we going to go with? I'm James Bond. Now it's a joke. Who do I want to play James Bond? There's, there's, I definitely want there's, Ray. There's honestly no one left. <laughs> you want the no. character Ray? I want the character Ray. The character Ray. Redeemed, redeemed from his time as a hitman to play James Bond with the same childlike energy and quirk. I think that would be amazing. That'd be awesome. He's a hitman. I want yeah. every single character that's still alive in Harry or actor that was in Harry Potter that's alive. To be a revolving door of people, like every scene, they play the same James. <laughs> oh, <movie>. interesting. <laughs> okay, I could get down with that. That's awesome. <clears> hmm. <throat> I've got one. I watched that new Nick Cave documentary directed by Andrew Dominic. This much I know to be true this oh. week. Right. And Warren Ellis, man, Warren, Warren Ellis is a magnetic presence. So I think Warren I Ellis, you're my next James Bond. Is that James the beard? Bond, who is that can beard guy. Yeah, we need a James oh, Warren's my favorite who can play the violin. Warren's my favorite. And who, when he opens up his desktop, yikes. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. That was nuts. Did the same director direct? Yeah. Really? Yeah, it looks amazing. Andrew Dominic. It looks so good. You know what's interesting? I went I went to it, and not uh, Shane Reed is not is not an editor. No. no. He, he said that in the interview. We asked him. Yeah. Oh, oh, really? Oh, yeah. okay. All right. You, know, um, you obviously didn't listen. Yeah. No, I did listen. Yeah. I didn't catch that. Yeah, Who okay. do oh, I wasn't want? a good enough point. <laughs> you know, no I, I watched Nope this weekend oh. and Stephen Yen. Oh, interesting <laughs> pick. That'd be kind of fun. Nice. Interesting nice. pick. Did you pick Eric? Dude, I, I'm not even joking. There's no one left. I have... I'm all, I'm all out of gas. Okay, that's fair. Wow. I'm all out of gas, All right. Dude. All right. What, what, what's your pick, Ethan? Yeah, Ethan, what's your pick, bro? My pick. Let's do it. That I am just so excited to watch. There, you may have to do some prep of your own. What? Uh, before we watch this movie. I, uh, so yeah. Just, or we find some time in the next week um, if you can. You don't have to. It's not, it's not essential. It just, just I'll tell you the pick and you'll know immediately. Um, so the, my pick that I am so excited to watch with all of you as the last movie I watch um, as part of the film snobs in an official capacity yeah. is Paddington 2. Yes! Whoa! Paddington I am so excited, two. guys. I mean, I'm getting emotional just thinking about the it. The second actually. time we watched a sequel before watching the so source material. So that's, that's the prep is watch Paddington 1, which is on Netflix. The profane to the charming. Wow. Mm. Okay. Ethan in I'm, a nutshell. I am so excited to be. <laughs> I mean, wait, why did I get pointed at? Because this is the second time you. that we've watched a sequel without watching the source material. Uh, this is more. What was the first time? time? What? We did Twilight. We did Harry Potter. We did. I oh, don't we know. Did do Harry Potter. Yeah. Wait, what was the other one? Blade Twilight, Runner. Blade Runner. I mean, there's a lot. That's true. We didn't ever review Blade we didn't Runner? We talked about Blade Runner though on the podcast. We didn't talk about Blade Runner. Uh, Ricky, I talked yeah. about it with my eyes. Oh my god! All right. It was. It was all right. Cat. See you guys next week. Sequel to Cats and <laughs> Bye. And thank you for coming to Kimble's. Thanks for going to Kimball's, everyone. We loved it. We love you. I wish I didn't go. Ethan's Let's moving see. to Ireland August 28th. Oh, that is true. Isn't, isn't the Kimball's episode going to air the last one? Like, after the Paddington? So we should talk about the what happens at Kimball's sure, next yeah. week. Sure, yeah. No, we'll do that. Because it will... Wait. We will well, do it. I don't know. But I, I think it... 
we are just acknowledging the fact that last week was the last time that we could actually said, hey, go to the thing. Oh, and right. this episode is coming out after that. Oh, so yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Let's go to Fat Soli's and eat a ton of pizza. <laughs> yeah. All right. Dude, I'm excited about Bedington. I'm sorry. Dude. Eric's got pink carpet in this house, and it looks dope. Yeah.